Hello, 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 and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Saturdays with Sean. Today, I want to do something just a little bit different. I want to talk to you about children and relationships. Um, Yesterday, I was in a meeting, and this meeting was about a child who had some special needs, and The meeting was about whether or not the child belonged in the school and if she should stay in the school or be homeschooled. Now, it was disguised as something else, but that's the truth of what it was. So the thing about that is that children are very perceptive and because they are innocent and sincere, sometimes people think because they are not able to audibly articulate what they know, what they perceive and what they feel, that they're not aware of what's going on. But they are very much aware. So in this meeting, there were people who were for the child and who were against her. Now, of course, they didn't say that because that would be politically correct to say I'm against the child. But their verbiage and their body language showed it all. Children are little people. They're not alien, aliens. So the same way you can perceive that someone likes you or dislikes you, they can too. The same way you can feel the energy in the room, if it's welcoming or not, they can too. The same way you find comfort and pleasure and you connect with certain people and some people you just don't gel with, that's the same thing with children. And sometimes adults forget that they have those same senses and those same feelings that we do. And they do. So the difference is just that they don't have the wherewithal or all of the skill sets, the abilities or the choices to articulate or work out how they feel the way that we do. So what that means is that if a child feels uncomfortable and they don't feel safe around you because you did not make them feel welcome or wanted, they may not be able to say that in that way but they may just shy away from you or they may not they want to be around you they could also run away if they have certain disabilities and that's what this child did she ran away from them and their response was not correct their response was to chase her and what I saw from that is that it was flight or fright she kids can sometimes think oh it's a game they're chasing me let me run more or oh no they're trying to get me and because your first encounter was not pleasant and that's why they ran away in the first place they don't want you to catch them but if they come around somebody who makes them feel welcome and wanted and loved and protected and cared for they want to be around that person now in this meeting This child found that comfort in me, but 
there were powers that be, and this is why I don't like politics, because politics are everywhere, and people in positions are making decisions based on things that they shouldn't, not based on the person, not based on how it can affect the person or the people and make society a better place or make a school a better place or make a child a better place or make a person a better place, but how it impacts them. Because one of the things the principal said was that I'm running a business here. In my mind, the children are my business. And that's why they respond to me different from how they respond to her. Because my agenda is child-centered. Her agenda was business-centered. Because let me just be honest with you. They don't pay me enough to even show up at this place. But I do it because of my passion and my love for the children. And I display it every single day in my care, my concern, and my advocacy for the children. And they feel this, they know it, they live in it, and they respond to it. Let me remind you that the same way that adults match energy, children match energy too. So you're looking agitated and your body language is saying, I don't want you here. I don't like you. I don't want to be around you. You're not safe with me. They are going to respond to all of that. But their response may not be the way an adult would do it. Their response may be to act out. And then, of course, that's going to make the adult, since you're already in that frame of mind, take you to another level that's intense or more negativity. It's an all-around bad situation. My advice to you, if you are working with children, is if you don't have the mindset that the children are the most important thing, if you're not child-centered, you shouldn't be in it. Because children are too fragile for you to disregard the value in them and for you to disregard um, how fragile they are. You shouldn't be in that. There's many other things you should do. So allow me to welcome you to exit and leave because we are shaping and impacting the lives, the hearts, the minds, the feelings, the thinking of these children every time we encounter them. Every time we encounter them. Yes, I said that. Not just when you're teaching them. When you pass through the hallway, they see you. They see your demeanor. They see your posture. Because I know when I'm walking through the hallway, kids that I have never taught, they know my name. They hug me. They come and talk to me. They tell me different things. Why? Because I am inviting and they understand, I am inviting to them. So even if I'm talking to an adult, they never feel like this is the wrong time for me to talk to her. They still will interject and let me know that they are there because I make sure to let them know that I'm happy that they're there. I appreciate them being there and I love them being there. So they love on me back. But the same way I don't enjoy every human that I encounter, that's how children do. They don't enjoy every human they encounter. But it is our responsibility as adults to make them feel safe and to not trigger them and make them feel unwanted, unhappy, 
or unsafe. When we do that, we are not only doing them a disservice, we are doing others a disservice too. Because let me tell you, these children are watching how you treat other children. And just because you're not doing it to them, it doesn't mean that it doesn't impact them or influence them. It absolutely does. Because I watch how you treat other people, other adults, other kids, other... I I watch that. If you are rude to a waitress, I'm like, okay, so you are that person that um, treat people differently according to their uh, position or their title. And you're not supposed to do that because the Bible says that God does not respect a person. So why should you be? So... This is just my take on it because I'm so passionate. I'm very serious about what we are putting out into this world and how we are impacting these children because how we treat them today is how they're going to treat someone else tomorrow, maybe even today. We don't know. They'll go and demonstrate what you just did right there. Teachers and we can all see what your house is like, what your home life is, what your values are by how your child behaves. Yeah, they tell everything when they come to school, by the way. They tell all your business, so be careful. And and actually, if you be careful, you still can't be too careful. Because they're going to say, you could tell them, don't tell our business when you get to school. You could say that all day. And they will say, my mama said, don't tell our business. And then they'll go ahead and tell it. She said that because... She hit the dog in the head with a banana. She didn't want people to know that she mean to the dog. Because they also put in what their perspective is about what happened. Ladies and gentlemen, if you do not like kids, please, I beg of you, don't go into the child care industry. Don't go into the teaching industry. I don't know if, if you think you're going into it for the money, but you'll be disappointed. Don't do it. <laughs> Just don't do it. So that's my caution to you is to be careful. Your mindset, your thought process, even if you're going through something, those kids do not deserve to know that you're having a hard day or a bad day. And in fact, no one does unless they're your counselor or your therapist or your pastor. No one deserves to know what you're going through. They're your friend and they invite you to tell them. The people at the grocery store do not deserve for you to um, take out on them the disappointments you had in that day. And that's why some people are buckling under the pressure because you think that what you're going through, um, you it has affected you in a way that you can lash out. And then you go and lash out on someone who had something going on, not knowing that you're triggering them. And people are exploding. Ladies and gentlemen, sisters and family, Stop triggering people. How can you stop triggering people? By not being so self-centered, thinking that everything is about you and your feelings. Be considerate of other people that you are affecting their atmosphere with your negativity or your positivity. You can be a thermometer. You can be a thermostat. Don't just be a thermometer where you just go in and you just react and you respond to the temperature. Go and set the tone. That's what we are to do. If you know God at all, if you are a Christian, you set the tone. So if the tone is high, you set it. If the tone is low, you set it. One thing I really like is that people say to me, 
you know, my, my atmospheres are peaceful. They say my classroom is so calm and peaceful. My car is so calm. You come to my house, it's so comfortable and peaceful. But let me tell you something, that's because there's prayer in there. Prayer, the word of God will bring peace and comfort. Now, I know some people just will say, well, that's just not my energy. That's just not who I am. Well, then have at it. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you to change who you are, but I am telling you that you have the power to affect your environment and your the surroundings around you. And you are affecting people around you. Just because people don't tell you that you're having a negative attitude, because I, I, I see I'm in a place where people see and they don't say. And what that does is that it makes things worse because the other people who are doing the wrong thing think that it's okay to do because no one has held them accountable for it. I am not that person. It, because the Bible tells us the truth that you know will make you free. I want you to be free and I want to be free. So it's, it's twofold because you're holding me captive. If you have a negative attitude and you you create a negative environment. I work, I had a hostile work environment. I worked in a place, believe it or not, it was a mental health organization and it affected me negatively mentally. So I was unhealthy mentally in a mental health organization, go figure. But the reason is because no one was holding people accountable. They knew, they were aware and still are aware of the negativity and the nastiness and the unprofessionalism of some people, but they allowed it to continue because they they were familiar with that that's not okay it's not okay to continue to allow this to happen because in my opinion these this going postal situation where people are just going off it's because people feel they have no recourse when you report something that's going wrong in an organization Nowadays, the culture is that now you have a target on your back. You said something that's wrong, that's the, you reported it according to the policy. But the people that you report to are in cahoots with the ones that are doing wrong. And now you are being punished and retaliated against for reporting something wrong when you were doing the right thing. We need to change that. And once we change that part of the system, we are change people going out, some of it, some of the ones that are going out and going to their jobs and they're taking other people's lives and their lives too. When people feel hopeless, like there is no help around, they will take matters in their own hand because they're no longer thinking clearly. If I go to my resources and my resources are not willing to do their job and hold someone accountable for the policies and the laws that were set and the attorneys are not willing to take the case because this organization is too big, what, what am I left with? What choices am I faced with? To become a vigilante or to just take justice into my own and take my chances to get my own justice? And some people have that mindset. And how do we stop it and control it? Start holding people accountable, no matter who they are. If you're wrong, you're wrong, and you need to be held accountable for your wrongdoing. That's my take on it. <laughs> That's how I feel. So I just want you all to keep in mind that how you show up is in what you're receiving and the response you're receiving that is your um, thermometer or that is what you should gauge how you've shown up.
If people are giving you attitude, you probably showed up with an attitude. <laughs> and that's just how it is. And if somebody's giving you an attitude and you didn't show up with one, you have a choice. You can leave, walk away. You don't have to be in that. You don't deserve that. You don't have to sit in it. I'm giving you permission to leave. Exit stage right. This has been a mental health moment with Sean. Thank you for taking the time out to listen to my um, suggestions and this mental health moment and just my thoughts, you know? Thank you so much for tuning in and have yourself a blessed day. Listen, open up your hands, open up your heart and receive the blessings. Let it saturate you from the bottom of your feet and let it bubble all the way up to the top when it gets to the top don't let it spill out and waste bless somebody else cyber kisses and virtual hugs thank you for listening to a mental health moment with shine have a blessed day and if you need more information you can find me on facebook at saturdays with shine